Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. I would like to apologize because we've kind of been off the grid for the past two weeks. There's just, uh, I'm not going to make any excuses. Just been a bunch going on. We've been off the grid with COVID. Yeah, but it's not an excuse. It's just, I should, we should have been putting them out, but uh, here we are. And uh, man, it's been a lot going on. I'm trying to Gosh. think of what was, uh, what's all happened since since the last time that we were on here um when you and jordan did one i don't even y'all were in tennessee is that the last one you did or no you did some after that? we've done some since then um iowa yeah that's it we talked to tommy talked to tommy. tommy about doing killing turkeys in the midwest and i wouldn't know nothing about killing turkeys in the midwest <laughs> i didn't kill no one didn't have a tag and then i hunted with jimmy for a week and still didn't kill one yeah which Nothing against Tommy or Tommy's place. He's got plenty, plenty of birds. We were just dealing with some. The one turkey that we probably could have shot, um, if you look at the footage, I know you hadn't seen it yet. He gets to about 65, 70 yards and just walks out there like it was a January day. Yeah. Just walks up, gets halfway to us, stands there like a statue, turns around and walks off. Huh. And Jimmy's like, what was that all about? I said, he was just tempting you. But he wasn't feeling it. No, it, it, and the weather wasn't very good. As so was the way it was last week for us in Kansas. I think the last two trips we were on, goodness gracious, it was nasty. Yeah. Just like you said, that, that second day it rained when we were in Kansas. Like, why don't you just go ahead and rain? Just rain. That way we won't even wake up. But it's just enough mist or precipitation to make you go, you know what? Yeah. We still could go hunting. We get a little wet, but it ain't going to be too bad. Which kind of ended up that was kind of what kansas was like mm -hmm. which is our most recent trip yeah which you know kansas was we were lucky that we even got to go because they shut down a lot of the non-resident hunting yeah. had you not yeah. already gotten tags yeah um, and that trip we normally do kansas and nebraska at the same time mm -hmm. which nebraska did that and if you did have tags that you had already purchased you had to show up there you could hunt but you had to stay two weeks Mm -hmm. something like that yeah not that i have a problem with staying in kansas for two weeks i mean in nebraska, nebraska. for two weeks i just don't have enough tags to stay there for two weeks <laughs> yeah yeah i understand <laughs> we missed out on that one because i mean it cut off and we hadn't bought them yet we were like crap yeah so but yeah um i mean that's definitely the most recent thing that's been going on we rode up there our buddies uh cody cuck and jo jordan swores or jordy as we call him up there at heartland pride outfitters always a good time it was and it was neat to go back and see some of the places we saw last year and where you killed your turkey where i killed mine and yeah and to uh to know that you know those guys just like us have been having a tough year yeah you know, he lost i don't know 90 percent of his nebraska hunters and probably 40 percent of those came to kansas yeah and he was trying to accommodate to everybody that's just the way cody and, and jordan are they trying to keep everybody happy and enjoying turkey season and by the time we got down there, it was the, the weather hurt us more than anything. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was heck. It was like December. Well, cold I, and I, wet. I guess one of the main things we could talk about in this podcast, in which we talked about it before, is there's still like that stipulation, you know, because obviously we we produce a television show. Is like some people think that wherever we go, we just yelp and cut a few times. Turkey gobbles. Oh, he gosh. runs in and we shoot him. No, I wish that was the case. No. <laughs> We were talking, Slade and I were talking about that this morning. We were standing in the back room looking at all them old tapes sitting up there from, you know, raw footage and just just thinking about how many 
times you go and and I know and I know we've talked about this on waterfowl Brad and I came up with this many years ago for every 10 hunts you go every seven hunts you go on you get one real good one video wise mm-hmm. um, and and we always you know it's sad to say it but the way we always talk and the way we always kind of scale things up is it's all about video and video on a turkey is so much more different than just hunting and killing a turkey because you and I both know I'm I'm the first one to want to put mud in my pockets and crawl up on one and kill it if I can. <laughs> yeah. That's hunting. I mean, yeah. I, I, and, and grew up doing that way before the video camera. And then yeah. when you put the video camera in on it and then another guy and then another guy and and then you get somebody like me that's anal about it being perfect all the time uh, when it comes to video. And I, I, I tend to let more turkeys live than I do die. But Right. But when it does all come together, it's 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 sweet. It's, yeah. And when you know in your mind you're sitting there going, that right there was awesome. And yeah. people people are going to enjoy seeing that. So. I think so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it's like a, you know multiple different factors. I think a lot. One factor that is uh, like I said, we'll get to the weather. But like at that point in the season, quite frankly, all of us are tired. You wore know, out. wore out. We're we're halfway getting. I, I'll be the first one to say I was not the most pleasant person to be around last week. I don't think any of us were. The first thing is it's a thirteen and a half hour drive from here, so you make that drive and you get there. You leave as early as you can. You get there as early as you can. You hope to go roost some turkeys, which we we went and took a ride and didn't roost anything, but we kind of knew where we wanted to be. And, right. And then you wake up the next morning and it's raining. Yeah. And not like raining, raining, but just enough raining to oh, frustrate God. you. No. Like that mist, misting, just kind of spitting rain. Just it, it, the, the perfect food plot rain is yeah. what that is, if you want to really put it in perspective. And it, my, my first thought was, I'm hoping somebody in this group says we're not going this morning, <laughs> but it ain't going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I think we all were saying that. But, uh, you know, and, and it just is part of it, you know. It, you're dealing with people that we're around all the time and I, i've always been just brutally honest on this podcast and like it was everyone's got different stuff going on different things stressing them out and you know i like jordan was like you're being a grump i was like i'm sorry i'm sorry i apologize pull back pull we're, back yeah and especially because like that first morning uh we got on some turkeys and then we the, that single turkey that we ended up dealing mm. with several days that Juan. week one I thought he was going to get shot that first morning. All he had to do was look over that hill. And one time, Jordan said he saw him. Jordan said he he said I think I see the top of his head, and but like he didn't he didn't peek up over a hill enough. Like Jordan was like pretty sure that was him. And then he said he could see the top of his fan. He's just right over a rise. And then he went way way left and topped up like two hundred yards away where he could see down where we were. And then turned around and walked off. And he yeah. did that number like four times. He sure did. And that just frustrated me, quite frankly. And I was like, ugh. And, you, you know, know, you got to sit back now that now that it's all over, sit back and look at the whole situation, the scenario there. Um, there was three other gobblers there yeah. that were kind of ruling that area. And that first turkey, the, when we got there that morning, we heard that turkey gobble off by itself versus the other turkeys that we wound up walking under. Right. And to hear him by himself and then fly down and watch him walk off with that, you know, chicken walk, I call it, just head moving as fast as he could go. He wasn't, he wasn't wanting to be around there. And no. So you, you, you start thinking a million things. Do I put a decoy out? Do I put a strutter? Do I pick it up? Do I not do this? Do I do that? What, what's the right scenario or the right game to play on a gobbler that does something like that? Yeah. And to me, it's, 
if you know he's going to walk either up that fence or down that fence or down that tree line or up and down that creek right there, man, just go sit down and don't say a daggone word. Don't even use a decoy and just kill him when just, he comes yeah. by. And, you know, and, and here's the thing. Some people, and I have nothing against it, some people are like, if they're going to kill a turkey, they want to call him in and kill him. Mm-hmm. And I get that. That's definitely the most fun way to do it. But I personally like hunting turkeys any way you can hunt them. That's right. Legally, Legally, right? You know what right. I mean? And uh, to me, like, if you figure a turkey out and you can do that, go ahead, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's but, so hard to do in what we do. Yeah, it is. Because there's so many factors involved. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've said this to many people, even at the NWTF to a couple of guys I was talking to one day. A guy asked me, he says, you miss just going hunting? I said, I do. I said, but doing what we do is a challenge. Yeah. And it's an it's a never-ending challenge. There's never You're never going to perfect what we do. You yeah. can't because you're dealing with a wild animal in his own Yeah, you can't. In his own court. Yeah, they, they do what so they So it is another do. challenge. But do I miss just going hunting? Yeah, and I did that this year. I didn't yeah. hunt. I, I took a friend of mine and his little boy, and his little boy never killed a turkey. And uh, we went like three mornings. And on the third morning, second morning, we got close. The third morning, he killed one. And, and for that little boy to see what he saw, turkeys flying the creek and landing down across the creek right in front of him and all the gobbling that was going on. I mean, he got he got three days of them kicking our butt and killing one on the fourth day. So he kind of yeah. understood that it's just don't go out there and kill a turkey. Yeah, he there's more to it. Yeah, and it was fun. And it felt good. To me, it's kind of nice to be able to see one every now and then in full color rather than looking at it through a viewfinder. Yeah, ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. Even when you're videoing and you're the one hunting, they're still in the back of your mind. You're like, what was the cameraman seeing? What's going on? That sort of thing. Yeah. So it, it, it all just, you got to, uh, it, it's definitely different, you know. Well, it, it's it's a whole different aspect. It's And when you start bringing all that, all that equipment involved in, especially nowadays, I can remember back in the day when we just had one camera and a microphone. That was it. Yeah. Good Lord. Now we got tripods and chairs. And Mike, like Wilbur said the other day on our hunt, he says, what is up with all this? He said, I got a chair, two decoys, 50 calls in my pocket. You got two, three cameras. Why can't we just go turkey hunting? Yeah. Like, yeah, it ain't that anymore. <laughs> can't do that anymore. It's different. It is different. It's yeah. different. And I wonder, outside of what we do for the for the, the people that are out there just turkey hunting, how much or what, what do you find? Where Where's the, you know, you got, you got these guys that, that claim to be the next greatest since <laughs> yeah. whoever. Mm-hmm. And what, did, what do you do different or what is the next challenge in – in killing a turkey or hunting a turkey and and you know every turkey's huntable i'm going to say not every turkey's killable yeah unless you got a rifle yeah. <laughs> um or a grenade yeah and and there's those turkeys to me it's the ones that number one that get names yeah and the ones that make you lose sleep over or the ones that that you hunt till the end of the season and you think you got them all figured out and then you just got to wait till next year and hope you get to hunt that same turkey yeah. again and you try to do something different but you wind up going back next year doing the same exact thing you did the year before yeah i remember it's kind of like uh i got to laughing one time because brad was talking about you know when they're traveling around to different places he goes the, the last thing i want to hear when i show up to a new place to hunt is they go we're going to try to get you to kill old fred yeah you know the name yeah. and brad's like i don't know what that no 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 give me a turkey ain't got a name yeah. i don't know what to do I i'll give him nothing I'll give to do with old fred. name i don't want the ones you already named i don't want nothing to do with old fred old fred can stay doing whatever he's doing it's it's definitely been a challenging season this year yeah um, it has with everything going on for us especially the travel side of it i mean we canceled gosh we canceled like four trips oklahoma kentucky tennessee georgia georgia yeah 
we were blessed to go to Florida early in the season, me, you, and Jordan. And it was funny because when we were coming home, if you remember, we were listening to the radio and we just we didn't have TV while we were there, so we really wasn't up to date on anything with the virus at the time, just a little bit. And we were coming through Orlando, coming back home, and they were talking about closing Disney World. And that's when all three of us were like, dang, this is pretty serious. Yeah. They're fixing to close Disney World. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I think yeah. you or Jordan, somebody got a phone call from somebody here at the office, said they were going to start sending people home yeah. and working in shifts and different things. And we we're like, what in the world? And then now look where we're that's at. That's strange, man. And it's good. Honestly, I think it's good to talk about, especially on this, because like I said, this podcast is for brutal honesty. It's for transparency and it's for it's for just, you know, I mean, I think I think sometimes it could, and I look at it how I was when I was a kid watching Primos or watching anything on Outdoor Channel. Mm-hmm. You see like that short snippet, that 22 minute show or now you see that YouTube video and that's all you see of what's going on with mm-hmm. that company. And so you see them hunting and it just looks like everything's hunky dory yeah, all the time. Everything's no happy, issues. No issues. And brother, that ain't the case. No. It's not. I no. wish it was. Golly, I wish it was. We got You got issues when you leave home. You got issues when you come back home. You got issues at home. You got issues at the office. You got family issues. We all, we're human. Yeah. And we have things going on in our lives that, like you said in your post the other day, when you're turkey hunting, there's that moment when mm-hmm. all that goes away. Um, I, I get that in turkeys. I get that in elk. I get that in deer. Yeah. Um, there's that moment when all that worry just goes away. And, and, I, and I think about I think about people that don't do what we do yeah. to have that little escape for that moment in time. Because yeah. that's what we're preparing for, just a moment. Oh, 100%. And it's the same thing, it's the same thing we're preparing for as, as you and I, and we were just talking a little while ago about, about being Christians, and you're preparing for that moment. Yeah. And whether it's a moment that God puts a person in front of you to talk to and witness to or be a be a good witness to or a moment of whoever and whatever. And I think about people that that don't hunt. Where do they where do they get that moment? I don't know. I, I hope where they find did, it somewhere. Well, there's some people that turn. I mean, there's people that turn to alcohol, drugs and, and yeah. all the other things that you could get addicted to that that kind of ease the pain of life and, and takes it away, takes for it all bit. away for just a little bit. And. I'm so thankful that that I had a dad that introduced me to, to duck hunting and then other people in my life that, that took me along and introduced me further on. And, and then when the turkey hunting bug hit me, it was, oh, my gosh, yeah. I just, if you could put that stuff in a little plastic bottle and intravenously put it in my arm, I was going to sell it to somebody. Yeah, And that's, I mean, that's kind of why I made that post. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was why, because, I mean, I... I think a lot. Some people that might sound funny because they're like, hey, "That guy thinks a lot." <laughs> well, but, it's, it's but you but you when you can share your when you share your thoughts and your feelings and and they're true because you're not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. Well, because like I said, some people just we're don't all, know how to put it in words. We're all like me. we're all real people, and like I said, we're, there, there's stuff going on without going through, you know, not out going into too much detail. You know, I got. I got some some mm-hmm. stuff going on right mm-hmm. now that that's got me. Yeah, heck, we've been sitting here talking for the last hour and a half yeah. about yeah. life. Yeah, and it, there's there's you know there's worry, there's uncertainty, there's just stuff that it ain't all hunky dory. No, and I think that's why why part of why I was getting so frustrated in Kansas because I knew, you know, we were we were trying so hard to kill a turkey, and I knew when that happened. You know, I would get that little escape, and it wasn't and, there. 
and you don't know, like I said, when, when that's happening, it, it all depends on how the turkey acts. You don't know when you, there, you, you know what I'm talking about. There's that, there's well, that moment exactly. where you're like, this turkey's coming. And what you're saying, and, it, and what you're trying to say is the frustration that you had and you were hoping to get rid of to be able to go turkey hunting, the frustration of the turkeys not doing right or being able to get on turkeys that we could work right was just adding to exactly. the total frustration. Because when it's happening, you know, you, you know the turkey's coming. It could take five minutes. It could take 30 seconds. But for whatever that little time that you got, everything's X'd out. Well, in that Kansas strip, it was short, too, it on that short. Tur- the turkeys that we killed. But let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. For them, 20 seconds or whatever it was was pure bliss. Well, I can tell you, from the time I saw the turkeys to the time you and Jordan killed both of them, it was about 11 and a half seconds. But the whole hunt, from the time I turned the camera on to the time we turned it off when y'all walked up to me with the turkeys, it was seven minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it happens in seven minutes. Sometimes it happens in seven days. Sometimes it, it is what it is. But like you said, that, that little short 20-second clip was was the whole world. It, it, you get blinders. It's almost yeah. like you just, and everything just becomes that right there. Yeah, and you get sucked into it. And it, it's it's you got you you willingly allow that to happen because you know whatever like it's it, it's all it's all up to what nature is going to give you that mm-hmm. day sometimes it doesn't give you anything Mm-mm. and that like in kansas it did we got none of it until the last day we got like the, the actual turkeys approaching was less than a minute but at least it was something you yeah, know you know the, the thing about the thing i've learned about life uh, since we're being transparent and might as well yeah <laughs> the, the thing i learned about about life and this is coming from somebody who who grew up a good boy um, in South Louisiana and grew up working hard. Um, I didn't understand or know who God was. I grew up a little Catholic boy and never spent much time in church. Uh, but when I came to know Christ as my Lord and Savior in a duck blind with Phil Robertson, the things that led up to that day that I look back upon now were scaring me to death. But when I look back upon them now, it was it's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah. And the way God put that relationship together with me and Phil back then and when I was working at Mossy Oak and to see where it's brought me, has it made me a different person? Absolutely. Um, it made me see people in a different light, although I still get frustrated. I still get aggravated. I still have my moments just like anybody else. I'm yeah. not perfect. Everybody's human. Um, but it, 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 it taught me to be more patient, and I, and I struggle. But one of my biggest prayers is to help me see people through the eyes of Jesus. And I don't think I'll ever get to that point, that that perfected way Jesus looks at us. Right. Because he loves us so much that he died on that cross for us. But it helps me to just slow down. And when I do freak out on somebody, which I've done that to you. I freaked out on you one time. We were elk hunting. I've done it to you. We all do it. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, is we, we know in our heart we don't mean it, but it's that moment when everything just crushes down upon us and we get frustrated yeah. when we're all supposed to be sitting there having a good time. And that's the stuff that people never ever see is when I got a good friend who's a football player and he tells me, he says, you think it's bad in what you do. You ought to be a football player. You ought to be a professional football player. Mm-hmm. He says, you talk about some cutthroat folks. I, I said, bet. really? He said, oh, man. He said baseball's worse than that. I said, well, but yeah. it's life, and it's 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 those things that we look back upon. And I'm so thankful that that I've been able to do what I've done for 30 years. And whether this lasts for 10 more years, 20 more years, or 10 more days, I I don't know. But I've the hunts I I, I remember a good many of them, but the people I never forget. Yeah, that I've been with 
and through this industry and not just that I worked with, but outfitters and friends and around the whole world, man. That's what I was, I was telling somebody that but before all this, but they were, they were, you know, they're like, what is the, because look, I know I've been blessed with a very cool job. I know mm-hmm. that. And I, I don't think I deserve it, but I'm very thankful yeah. for it. And but you worked for it too. I, I did. Um, a lot of that was just the Lord's favor. Um, but guys that, from the outside looking in, I get. I'm sure you do too. I know oh, yeah. you do too. I get asked a lot. You know, I mean, what's the what's the coolest thing about it, or, or what you know, what's the coolest thing you experience? What's your favorite thing? And I always say, I'm like, look, the places I've gotten to see, the places I've got to hunt, some of the you know the animals I've gotten to take myself, some of the animals I've gotten to see get taken are, are absolutely incredible. But it takes second place to the people and relationships mm-hmm. I've made along the way. Mm-hmm. There's zero doubt about yeah. that. Yeah, because that's the one, that's one thing you can hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an animal mounted on a wall is a story. And I'm not, I, I'd start listing off names of people that I cherish, but I don't even want to do it because, one, it would take me a really long time, and then I'd forget somebody, and I don't want to do that. But I, like, I'd forget because, I mean, there's so yeah. many just people that I've been able to meet through yeah. this that have just just been such a huge blessing. And, that, like, and that's why, you know. I guess that's why, I mean, we, I, I get we're talking about Kansas, and we, we are, but like I said, frankly, just, and everyone is, with all this corona stuff and the nation being under all this unemployment, there's a lot of people struggling that are not in a good spot right now. No, no. Every, and so we're all struggling, and I, th- I think for all of us that are looking looking up and uh, and understanding and knowing that there's no I think you and I said this a minute ago that if, if life was all full of certainties, where would our faith be? Yeah. Um, because we know we'll screw it up. Bar Bad. none, we'd screw it up I'd sure every screw time. It. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's interesting, and, and it was something that that frankly, uh, not. I mean, I guess I wasn't trying to turn this into a sermon when we started, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, something before all this started happening the the stuff that i referred to uh, that I, I, I ain't no need to go into detail on but something that the lord had just been speaking into my life and that he'd been he'd been using to for me to speak into other people was just a simple statement he kept saying to me he was just saying just be jesus mm-hmm. and i don't mean that like but because as a christian what we're supposed to do we are supposed to be like jesus yeah. in every facet and yeah. form of our life and one of the things i think we struggle with as human beings more than anything is is Casting that first stone, yeah, and, and and pushing judgment over on somebody versus not looking at the, you know, the plank in our eye, and and that's hard um, because we want to say, well, so and so didn't do this, and so and so is doing that, but look what they doing. Why why ain't nobody paying attention to me, or why is why is he winning and I'm losing? Eh, yeah, that's 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 not again looking at it through those eyes of Jesus, and I, I never forget in in when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well and. They were getting ready to to stone her because of her infidelities, and Jesus drew that, started writing in the sand. And to this, a lot of people don't understand or really think about what he was writing in that sand, but I think he started writing everybody else's names that were standing there. And when everybody saw that his name, their names were in that sand because they fornicated with with that woman, uh, they realized this guy knows way more than we think he knows. Yeah. What what an incredible, can you, I always say this, can you imagine going through life having a nose, having a nose like a deer? <laughs> I don't think I'd want it. Well, think about it. Yeah, and think about going through life knowing, being all sovereign. Yeah, knowing it all, 
and having all the power in the palm of your hands, but in understanding and knowing how to management, manage it. That's Jesus. That's meek. Yeah. Having all the power in the palm of your hands, but knowing how to manage it. Yeah. There's, there's nobody on the face of this earth that could do that. No. Nobody. Nobody. It's it's tough, man. And like, I, I guess because, and I know it ain't just me. I I, I have personal friends. And sure. again, you, you can't turn on the TV without hearing some of the stuff that, that other struggles that people are going through. And it's just like, man, I guess one thing to, to the listeners that we have, again, it, just realize there's a, I, I know that there's probably a hundred percent chance that some of the folks are going to listen to this are going through something too. Mm-hmm. But another thing that, that I've learned and that I have to remind myself to live by is that every situation you're put in, every single one, every single one, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ones that you don't think you're going to come out of, every single situation is an opportunity for you to better yourself and the people around That's you. Right. That's every right. single one. And the only, the only thing we, one thing we got to stand on and, and, and stand firm on is knowing that there's no temptation that comes from him. Nope. Everything that comes from him comes from above and is good. And it's how we react and how we handle it is, is the key. And people see that. And you know the old story, the old saying is you may be the only Bible that anybody ever opens up or reads yeah. in life. And, and it's amazing how people pay attention and how what we've been blessed to do very for a living on television on videos dvds the amount of people that we affect you see the emails you see the letters i see them everybody sees them it's it's amazing to hear people say i started turkey hunting because of y'all yeah i started doing this because of you or i heard this podcast and it helped me get through a bad time just when you think you're not getting through you're getting through yeah it's how it's how you it's how you channel that is the key that's the key yep it's the key to everything it is and just to keep it out because and i always like because again i have unhealthy coping mechanisms we all do mm-hmm. and that's the, the typically that i've found that's what people run to when things start going bad and then one thing and I, I i don't always do it i'm far from perfect but one thing that somebody I, I didn't come up with this somebody said it to me but in the mindset of of you always supposed to be a picture of your faith and a picture of what jesus is supposed to be they're like what if somebody sees you when you're going through this hard time and you're not reacting to it the right way mm-hmm. what if someone and granted you're like well that's when i was in a low moment yeah but still mm-hmm. you're supposed yeah, to you look know, at you and go so so you believe in this thing that you can't see yeah and it's not working for you is it yeah and that's what they see and then then again you have the people that see you go through those situations that don't see god or don't know god should i say and they have no idea even if you are going through it christ-like they don't get it and that's that's our opportunity to be able to share with them and tell them yeah what it is and why we handled that situation in that way i think about my friend carter muscagney a lot mm-hmm. and, and i hope he doesn't mind me talking about him on this podcast i don't think he will but what all he went through this past december mm-hmm. um and just watching him they're like like the the crap i got going on right now ain't that it ain't what he was walking through. What he walked, what and actually he couldn't even walk through it. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, and then to, just to watch how he responded to all of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I've I've said it before. I said that was a huge uh, example for me because mm-hmm. I was like, look how like look what he's facing right now, and look how he's dealing with it. Yeah. And and it changed him too. Yeah. It, it really changed his outlook on a lot of things, and and made him 
you know, nobody nobody ever wants to we all gonna lose somebody, but to to have what happened to him in the two incidences, um, losing a wife and then breaking a pelvis and all that falling down upon you and then having to raise your kids. But the one thing he did have around him was good, solid people. And good, solid faith. That that walked with him through this. And, and he put his trust in the Lord first to bring those people to him. And those people put all those people, God put all those people around him to help him do what he needed to do. Yeah. And he had the right people that kept him accountable too. Even yeah. when he started those pity parties, they let into him. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It is. Lord knows I like a pity party. Man. Yeah, I can do Especially it too. Myself. Again, me in Kansas last week. I was trying to keep it all to myself, but I was moping around. But, you know. You ate a little more chocolate cake than I thought you would. I figured yeah. that's just, you were trying to soak it. I was trying to bulk up. <laughs> bulking, bulking season. I didn't know who was, was eating more, me or you. Uh, between me and Jordan, it didn't last very long. No, it did not. <laughs> No, oh, then that's the other thing I love about what I've done for a living is all the people I've met and all the food I've gotten to eat. <laughs> it's 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 been a fun season. Um, interesting season. Interesting season. It's been a, this season's been a lot of things. It started in September. It did. And, um, <laughs> it really did. It did. When you put it that way, it really did. And this is kind of you know what I know. This is kind of like a wrap up to turkey season, but it's almost a pretty much a wrap up of our whole hunting season it because is. we really after we really don't start hunting again until next elk. And we got a lot we got a lot of stuff to talk about too, from from the dealings that are going on at Cottonmouth to um, who knows what with what's going on with the COVID. I, heck, I got a phone call last night from a very dear friend of mine, fifty miles from us here. Hey, man, I got the virus. I'm like, what? And, it's, and talking to him, he was laughing. Yeah. I said, well, what were your symptoms? He said, man, I was cooking the other night, and I was making a salad. And he said, I could not smell the Italian dressing. Hmm. He said, I put it on my face. He said, I told my wife, he said, this, this Italian dressing's bad. It ain't got no smell. She said, what do you mean? She smelled it. She said, it smells like Italian dressing. He put the steaks on the grill. He said, I stood in front of the grill, and I could not smell the grill. Oof. And he said, then I tried to taste my steak, and I couldn't taste it. And he said, that's when I went. I called the hospital and told him I was coming, and which, you know, over there where he lives in Forest, he knew everybody at the hospital, and he drove over there. <laughs> they were waiting on him, and they had the Q-tips, and they did all the stuff. And I, I talked to him last night. I said, man, how you feeling? He said, I'm fine. And he said, I really I really just want to go to work. He yeah. said, but I can't. Because he got the Rona. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Rona. And then, there's, you know, you hear about all the people that are struggling with it, and it's, it's such an uncertain disease yeah. virus that's it's affecting so many people in so many different ways and None. we don't know it's an uncertain disease in an uncertain world it's like you don't really know a lot of folks like they don't know what to turn to for good information you should i listen to this news network or this news network or Be this facebook article or what my buddy in high school my buddy in high school that i haven't seen in 10 years he says this corona is nothing to worry about you know <laughs> you know what i mean what's like, he know yeah yeah and then you start asking doctors and they don't know yeah. They just know how to treat it the best way they can. And I do know this. Uh, we didn't, I don't think, I know I didn't, and I don't think you did or Jordan did, four, four and a half days or whatever long we was in Kansas. We did not watch the news one time. Didn't even listen to it on the radio. And uh, when I got home, it was almost like I couldn't wait to sit down and see what was really going on out there in the world, and, and nothing's changed. No. Um there's more numbers and more people have it, but I, if but if we if we rel if we revel on the numbers, we'll stay depressed. Cause yeah, because I look at people like my friend I talked to last night, who's fine, 
in 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 all of a sense but he tested positive and then the yeah. other day my father-in-law who's in a bless his heart that's an, you know just like you going through a bunch of stuff i'm going through stuff with family as well one monday he tested positive tuesday he's in a in a assisted facility area living area down home in louisiana wednesday he tested positive thursday negative friday negative they were going to let him go to the to the rehab unit where he yeah. needs to be for his hip right they tested him Monday before he left. He tested positive. And I said, how do you do that? How does, <laughs> how is the test not, I don't know. We could, yeah. that's a whole nother podcast, I think, yeah. in this world we live in. But, and he's fine. Yeah. He's 82 years old. Does it, nobody knows, man. I don't know, man. So, I, and, and it goes to what I said, like, what, what do you, what do you, what do, and, and when I say you, I mean collectively, like you, the people that are listening to me, what do you fall back on when what's there's your escape goat? Yeah, what do you go what's to? What's your escape goat? Go turkey hunting. Now, that's what I told, what's his name, left, my buddy of mine on the phone last night. I said, you ain't got the corona. You just sick because turkey season closed. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Do you go turkey hunting and just hoping that you'll have that minutes or a couple seconds of bliss? What, what do you run to? Are, are you running to where you're supposed to run to? That's the next question, you know? I, I try to. Um, I always search Scripture, and sometimes the search leads to nothing, and I tend to give up. And I think that's, I don't think I know. That's when God says you need to dig a little deeper. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even in Scripture. Sometimes it's in people. I've said, know, I've been there, too. I'm glad you said that because I thought I was the only one that done that. Sometimes no. I go to reading the Bible, I'm like, I can't find anything. And, and you, you're just looking at a blank page yeah. is what you're feeling like. And that's when God said, sometimes I've, I've had this happen to me. Shut the book, and he reveals himself through a circumstance or yeah. another person or an incident. And then I look at it and go, oh, okay, I get it now. I remember one time I, I was doing that, and I had like this thing. I was like, I will just take the Bible, and I will open it. And it's going to be there. And, and that'll be what what God wants me to see. And the page I opened it, it was like one of those Joseph begat so and so begat so and so. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to. So I'm supposed to start trying to find all these people and what, figure it out. What truth am I supposed to gather from that? I don't want to begat anybody. <laughs> I think I think we've all done that. I'm just going to flip open my Bible and, and there's my answer. But you know, it's a big book filled with many stories that that are written by average people like me and you. Mm -hmm. Most of them fishermen, outdoorsmen, and. uh I always look at the top of it where it says Bible, and I look at that, and I go, biblical instruction before leaving earth. And it wasn't meant for us to understand it all. Because if we understood it all, why would we go back to it? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'll never forget Phil sitting there looking me dead in my face when I sat down right there and talked to him for an hour and 45 minutes in the duck blind. He never blinked. And... uh I got done and I was sobbing. He looked at me and he took a deep breath and stroked that big old long black beard. He had a black beard back then. I had black hair too. I had hair. <laughs> this was in 1999. And he looked at me and he said, Ruel, he said, this is serious business, son. I said, what are you talking about? He said, we're talking about a dead man. I said, a dead man? He said, mm-hmm. I said, what dead man? He said, you. I said, Phil, I ain't dead. I'm sitting right here. He said, let me explain something to you. And then he sat right there and told me his whole story. And uh, it's funny because that whole hunt almost did not happen. Really? How that came together. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, and, and it had to do with business. And um, Phil wanted to 
wanted to do it a little bit different. And at that time, we were all had videos at Walmart at the time, and he was worried about us selling a little bit more than him. And I was not concerned with that, but I understood where he was coming from. But to but to look at how God put that whole thing together, and how it put us right there where we needed to be in in North Texas on a duck hunt, uh, divine intervention of a meeting right there. I was focused on killing ducks and. Three days prior to that, I had some things going on in my life that were blowing my mind, and I was like, I didn't know what it was. And, man, now that I look back on it, I was like, gosh, it's amazing how God does that. It's just absolutely yeah. amazing. And then when, when, you, when you see it happen like that and you start seeing it happen to other people and, and you can't wait, they can't wait to share that story. It's kind of like that big deer hunting story. Yeah. You know, we, we spend so much time in our lives chasing them things whether it's deer turkey elk or whatever and we can't wait to share that story with somebody there's no better story that you can share than than the story of how god has affected your life mm-hmm. it's it's one thing that we can do in this world better than anybody else is tell our story better than anybody in this world yeah because you could sit right here and tell me yours and five minutes from now i go try to tell it to somebody i'd have it so jacked up <laughs> Lake did what? Lake did what? Hang on, what? hang on, hang on, back up. <laughs> well, it's been a long uh, season, and and hunting season is just like life. It's it's got its seasons. It's got its ups. It's got its downs. Um, one thing I will say about this past hunt season, I just hope and pray that next hunt season ain't nowhere near like this one. I'd be um, okay with that. It it was a it was a lot of a lot of work, yeah. a lot of disappointments. The weather killed us pretty much all year, and uh, on top of that, the river, the river. hurt us bad. Um, but that's one thing we pretty much, two things we can't do nothing about is the water and the river. And it is what it is, but yeah. we ain't going to give up. It's like what somebody said, don't worry about the things you can't control mm-hmm. and put your faith where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and it'll all pan it'll out. It'll all pan out. And it's, it's you know what, if you don't, if you don't kill five booners or five big bucks in one year um that's okay i've never had any <laughs> i've had i've never had anybody call us or email us or talk to me on at a show or anywhere and say man you guys ain't killing them 170s y'all shooting them 130s and 140s and 120s i look man if it's legal i'm killing it mm-hmm. and i'm I'm gonna keep killing them yeah that's i have more fun shooting does with a boat than i do anything yeah because these does we got around here are evil Mm, they bad. Where's Jordan? Jordan is in Wyoming, headed That's to right. he went turkey South Dakota. Yeah, he, he him That's and right. him and Jacob Breeden. I remember him uh, telling me the other day. He said, "I got an itch. I got to feel." It's fair. And it, it, he going he going to do it. He he went out. I think and they've had some success. Far yeah. I know he was he was trying to get me to go, but I, again I'm I'm like Jordan. You don't. And I I got stuff to deal with, man. Not now. <laughs> I want to look, and I want, I want, I love turkey hunting more than I love breathing sometimes, but it just wasn't, wasn't the right time. But uh, you made a good choice. Um, well, guys, look, I know this ain't, this is a hunting podcast, but, uh, you know, like I said, we just, just trying to be real, and this kind of stuff was just kind of what was on my heart yeah. today because I know that there are going to be other folks listening to this that are dealing with stuff too. It will be. And, you know, I walked in here expecting to do a podcast, and you and I talked for an hour and a half about what you got going on in your life and some of a little bit of what's going on in my life. And, for me to understand and know that and, and to know that you're willing to be open and transparent, and I am too, that gives us opportunity to have have the opportunity to know that we have something else to pray for yeah. outside of just work and 
you know, the, the, the normal things that we all pray for with each other and to know that, man, we all got struggles. And sometimes we look at a person that may be struggling and we tend to judge them rather than putting our arm around them and hug them and say, yeah. man, what's going on? Can I help you with anything? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm bad about that, really bad about that. And I try to be better about that. Um, but then there's there's just, there's there's times in life where we got to let people let people get to that point to where they're willing to open up and say, hey, here's what I got going on in my life. You have any advice? And, you know, at 55 years old, sometimes I got a little good advice. Sometimes I don't have any advice at all. And I'm not perfect. Um, but we all going to have those issues. And it's it's we need to be we need to be accepting our brothers and sisters in Christ um, with open arms, letting them know that mm -hmm. we're there. We're there. We're there. Hundred percent. You know elk season gonna be here before you know it. I kinda hope so. Summer tends to drag. I wish I wish somebody would come over here and just fix all this computer issues I got going <laughs> on. Can you pray over computers? I think you can. I don't think there's a limit on what you can pray over. Can I pray to chunk mine in the dumpster? You can pray it. You can probably <laughs> go do it. Gosh, I'm so sick of computers. Yeah. And I'm not that computer savvy. That's the problem. I know enough to keep myself in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hate Jordan wasn't here. I'm. I'm. I just got a text when we sat down here of a turkey he killed in Wyoming. So I know he's having a good time. Yeah, I was about to say Jordan doesn't hate that he's not here. No. <laughs> no. But at least we'll be able to hear some two more good hunting stories. And he's not done. Isn't he going to South no, Dakota? No, I think he's going to South Dakota. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, by the time he gets back, his baby girl will be walking. Yeah. Might be. Might be. Um, I think I, I. I don't know what else I could add to this one. <laughs> I even look. I I tended. I I plan you know, to touch on this kind of stuff some, but you know, it, I didn't know it was going to take the whole podcast. But I'm I'm fine with that. I think the one thing we can touch on before we close out is to to be sensitive in in mm -hmm. this world we live in today. Be sensitive. First of all, as Christians, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what God has in store for you in your life, and what He wants you. And where he wants you to be and how he wants to use you where you are when you think you're at the lowest point in your life um, god's got you there for a reason unless you made a terrible terrible choice to get yourself there um, and then you pray to god to get you out but i think we all need to be sensitive to to those around us in this time of need um, which is all the time for as i'm concerned and um to be willing to let others know because you know how many times you somebody call you and tell you man i got this going on yeah i'm gonna pray for you do we really pray for yeah them? Good point. Me personally, if I'm going to tell somebody I'm going to pray for them, I'm probably going to pray for them right there before I either get off the phone or I walk away from them, mm -hmm. just like you and I are going to do when we get off this podcast. Right. But um, it's, 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 our one, it's our one main communication, and it's the one great thing about, about Jesus is we've got that open connection to him. There's no middleman. Um, it's straight to him. Yeah. And we don't have to. If we don't want to tell nobody what's going on, we just tell it straight to him, but there's going to come a point in time where the the overwhelming feeling of knowing when God does something for you in your life, he expects us to tell somebody about what he did for yeah. us. That's the key. That's the thing. I would be sensitive, definitely, and I would add to that, just be real. Mm -hmm. Because, like I told you before before we came in here and talked and, and kind of hashed through everything, I said, I, I made the statement, I said, I'm going to try my best to be chipper on this podcast. I was like, that was my plan. I was like, I'm going to put these headphones on. We're going to record. Yeah. We're going to talk about yeah. straight turkey hunting, and I'm going to act like I'm happy as a clam and ain't nothing going on. Then yeah. I said, no, can't ain't, do it. ain't no sense in that. No, 
No, and and you know what? I don't know how many people are going to listen to this thing, but there's going to be people going, dang, them boys are struggling too. <laughs> and we are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's life. Uh, it's just, you know, the old saying is when life gives you lemons, you make a little lemonade. And, um, man, we, we've, lately we've been making a lot of lemonade. I know that. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, it is. We've learned a lot, and it makes us stronger. It makes us better, and it, it puts our faith out there where it needs to be right in front of us, and we just need to keep walking and grabbing, walking and grabbing and going. Yeah. That's, that's the way I do it. Um, it's a struggle, but I try. I try my best. Same. And then Slade just walked in here and brought a whole bag of Crystal Hamburgers. Bless his soul. Yeah, you got to watch Slade, though. He'll put, like, hot sauce in them or something. You never know. Well, if we're going to dive into those, we can sign mm -hmm. off of this thing. So, guys, um, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. I know this was probably the most <laughs> the most different one we've ever done. But, again, I'm, I'm okay with it because when – when we started this podcast, I said, we're going to be real because that's what, you know, again, was Primo, the show we have called The Truth. We're going to be real. And this one was as, as real as I could be and as, as T-Roy could be. And I, I thank you all for listening. And um, that's going to be it. Thank you all for listening to the Speak the Language podcast for another week. And we'll see you all back here next time. We can talk about next week fishing. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. We will figure it out. Surely there's a fish biting somewhere. <laughs> we'll see you all next week.